In Jesus' name, amen. For some of us here today, today is just another day. Uh, for some of us here today, it seems like there's not all that much that's different about today. It's Christmas Day, sure, but it's just a, another day, just another dark day. After all, in just the past week, I've, I've heard some dark stories. I've uh, heard about the darkness of a, a young woman who was tragically taken from this world in a terrible car accident, a beloved teacher and friend, a strong Christian woman who's no longer with us. I've heard the story of a, a young man, uh, a father, who uh, tragically took his own life. That's darkness. I've heard stories of the darkness of our own personal sin that was here last week, it's here today, and it's almost surely going to be here tomorrow. For many of us here today, today seems like just another dark day. And, and actually, for some of us, today doesn't feel like just another dark day. Today feels like an exceptionally dark day because today is that day when we are forced to gather around with family, family that has hurt us or abused us or let us down time and time again, and we're forced to sit around the table with smiles on our faces and pretend like everything's okay or like we've forgotten about the pain that's there. And for others of us, today is a day that, that forces us to remember that that loved one, that husband or that, that wife, that, that child is no longer with us around the table and, and won't be here to celebrate us with us this Christmas. For others of us, it's, it's the darkness of loneliness. We, we see all the, the happy families with smiles on their faces and plates full of food on TV. And, and today is a day when we are reminded that we don't have that and, and we long for that. Today, for some of us, is an exceptionally dark day. And as we look out into, into the world, as we turn on the TV and, and look into the darkness of our lives, sometimes it can feel like, like the darkness has won. When, when the sickness leads to death, it can feel like darkness has won. When, when that occasional slip into sin becomes a habit or a lifestyle, it can, it can feel like the darkness consumes us. When the depression ends in someone taking their own life, it can feel like, like the darkness has won. For some of us here today, it, it feels like we are overwhelmed with darkness. And today, for all the smiles we try to cover it up with, and the presents and the trees and the lights everywhere, for many of us today is still just another dark day. And that can be overwhelming, can't it? To, to live in darkness, that can be an overwhelming feeling. Uh, speaking of physical darkness, I can remember the first time I was overwhelmed by physical darkness. I mean, we've all experienced darkness in one level or another. We've been in the basement before we find the cord, and that's dark. We've, we've been at home when the power goes out and there's no more lights. That's darkness. But I, I can remember the first time I experienced and was overwhelmed by true physical darkness. Uh, it was a couple summers ago. I had taken a youth group uh, up to a mission trip in northern Minnesota, and, and we were driving home at, at the end of a long week of driving, and we had stopped on our way home uh, at a Christian summer camp to kind of pause and rest for the day before we were going to head out for the final stretch of the journey. and We made it to this summer camp. It was the end of a long week, the end of a long day, and I wanted nothing more than to, to take a, a good shower after a week of working and go to bed. And so I, I got my things ready in the cabin that we were sleeping in. Uh, but in order to take a shower, I needed to take about a five, maybe seven-minute walk through the woods, down a path uh, to the main lodge where the showers were. And so I did. I gathered my things together, made the walk, got there, and realized in my tired brain that I had forgotten like everything I needed for a shower. I didn't have soap, I didn't have a towel, and so I thought, okay, no big deal. Let's head back to the cabin, get what I need, and come back. Ten minutes, it'll be no, no big deal. And so I started down this path through the woods back to my cabin, and, and pretty soon things began to change. 
uh, it began to get very dark. The sun was setting. And I started off thinking, I can do this. There's a path in front of me. Uh, I'll make it. And pretty soon, I'm about halfway through, and I realize I can't see the hand in front of my face. And, and at first, I think, okay, no problem. Someone's going to come find me with a flashlight, and I'll get back. I'm not that far. I can just kind of wander around, and I'll get there. But, but soon, I realized that no one was coming. Everyone was asleep. And I was surrounded by darkness. And, and that was an overwhelming feeling. Uh, and to be honest, it was scary. Uh, every time a twig cracked in the wind, I jumped because I didn't know what was out there or who was out there, what was out there. Uh, I felt very alone, isolated. I, I had friends, I thought, that were somewhere over there, but I couldn't see them, and, and I felt alone, all alone. Uh, to be surrounded in darkness is an overwhelming feeling. It's, it's scary, it's, it's isolating, it's lonely. And, and many of us, that's how we feel today. As we look out into the darkness of our world, as we turn on the TV and hear some other story of some atrocity, as, as we look at our own lives and, and see the sin which darkens our lives and separates us from God, it, we feel overwhelmed. We're scared. It seems like there's no hope, and, and we don't see how we're going to get out of the dark worlds we find ourselves in. Well, as I, I stood there on that path in the middle of the woods, surrounded by darkness, um, I thought I had a couple options. I could just keep on wandering through the woods and hopefully make it out uh, at one point or another, but I kind of risked falling over a log, tripping, breaking something. I didn't think that sounded like a good idea. I thought I could just lay down there and, and wait for the sun to, sun to come up, but I didn't think that would be the smart thing to do either with a cabin full of high school students running around like crazy. I didn't know what I was going to do, and, and pretty soon, though, I, I waited. Uh, and once my eyes adjusted, I saw this dim, little, distant, flickering, faint flame, a little light burning out in the distance. And it was coming from the cabin that I had just come from. And, and that small little light, as dim as it was, it was all the light that I needed. It was the light which, which scattered the darkness for me, which gave me hope, which cast out my fear, and which led me to where I needed to be. See, brothers and sisters, what we're celebrating today, this Christmas day, is that the light of the world, Jesus Christ, has broken into the darkness of our worlds. That the light of Christ came down from heaven in the midst of, of the darkness of our hurt and our pain and our grief, amidst the darkness of death and, and sin and cancer, and the light of Jesus shines today. And for some of us here today, most of the time, the, the light of Jesus, it seems like nothing but a, a dim, little, faint, flickering flame that's ready to be snuffed out at any moment. But God's promise today is that as dim and as faint as the light of Jesus feels for you, it is the light which no darkness can overcome. It's the light of Jesus which scatters the darkness, which shines brightly in our lives. Now, now I'll be honest. Uh, the light of Christ is not a light that we can see with our physical eyes. It's not something we can hold on to with our hands or, or even sometimes grasp with our senses or our reason. Uh, the light of Jesus is it's a light that can only be seen with eyes of faith. It can only be believed and trusted in. Uh, but that can be hard, can't it? Uh, because the darkness, that is obvious to us. We can see the darkness in our worlds, the evil and the sin and the pain in this world. Darkness is very real for us, but sometimes it feels like the light of Christ is nothing but this abstract reality. Some, some nice little metaphor the Bible uses, a, a cute little picture, light wins over darkness, but, but we want something more, something that, that changes things for us, something tangible that we can hold on to. But I want to argue that the light of Christ is real, and it does change things. It changes our eternities, and it 
and it changes our present circumstances. We live differently because we have the light of Christ. Uh, let me give you an example of this. While I was in seminary, studying to be a pastor, we were each assigned, each of us future pastors, we were assigned a fieldwork congregation. We were sent out into a local church to study under a local pastor, uh, to spend time in the church, just to worship and get to know the community there and uh, to, to learn and grow in our faith and ministry. And in my church was a, an inner city church on the north side of St. Louis called Bethlehem Lutheran Church. And if you know anything about North St. Louis, you've probably heard of a, a city called Ferguson. It's a, it's a dark part of St. Louis. North St. Louis, the, the inner city there, it is surrounded by the darkness of poverty, of racial tensions and racial divisions, of violence, homelessness, uh, drug abuse. Uh, North St. Louis, in many ways, is a very dark place. And yet Bethlehem Lutheran Church was a, a beacon of light in that community there, uh, and, and, and a, a beacon of light that I came to love and appreciate. Uh, but anyway, I remember one Sunday showing up for worship. And by the way, uh, their worship at Bethlehem Lutheran often lasted two to three hours long. Can you imagine that? Uh, but what I, I thought about this a lot, and I think the reason why they worship so long is that their lives are so dark that they can't wait to come to church to spend time in the light of God. They can't wait to bask in its glow. It's like they're sunbathing on the equator and they can't get enough of it. And, and they're trying to soak up as much of it as they can to, to, to bring back with them into the dark places that they live. And, and so the, their worship would go on and on and on. It was like they couldn't get enough. And, and so one day we sat through worship two, three hours, however long it was. And, and then at the end of that, there was even another half hour, which I don't even know what to call it. It was like announcements. We'd sing happy birthday to everyone who was celebrating that week. Uh, kids would tell us when their soccer games were. Uh, we'd share stories from our lives and, uh, and sometimes just give little testimonies. And, and one day I remember this particular man got up and uh, very nervously stood up out of his seat. He was new to the church. I'd, I'd recognized him. He'd come a few times, um, but he was relatively new. And I knew enough about him to know that his life was very dark. Uh, he, he lived in the darkness of homelessness. He didn't have a, a place to lay his head at the end of the night. I knew that he struggled with the darkness of addiction. It controlled him and uh, left him empty inside. I, I, I knew that he was robbed of the light of family. He lived in a very dark place all alone by himself. He, he lived in the darkness of poverty. By, by, by everything that we could see with our eyes, this man's life was overwhelmed by darkness. And yet as he got up there, kind of nervously in his seat, ready to share, he began to shine the light of Jesus to us. He began to talk about, about the joy that he had now because, because he had the love of Christ, a love that he had never experienced before. He began to talk about what true forgiveness looked like. He had never known that, that forgiveness was something that, that could come for someone like him. You see, this man's life was completely changed. It was changed eternally because he had something to hope for, the light of Christ which forgave him and washed him clean. He, he spoke as he went on with this confidence because his confidence was placed in the light of Christ. He had joy now, joy from the light of Jesus that couldn't be explained or seen in his temporary circumstances, but a, a joy that could only come from the light, from the love, from the grace, from the mercy of a Savior who loved him. And now, while, while his outward circumstances appeared to be overwhelmed by darkness, he lived in the light of Jesus. And that changed both his eternal reality and his present circumstances. See, brothers and sisters, today we celebrate that the light has come, the light that no darkness has or can overcome. 
see the darkness of death, that's not the end of the story for you and I. We live as children of the light, and we will live in the light of Jesus for all eternity. The darkness of our hurt and our pain, our suffering, and the grief that we carry with us, these things do, do not win. Hurt and pain and grief, they don't win. Jesus wins, and his light wins. Today we're celebrating that the darkness of our very own sin does not define us. It is not how your Lord sees you. Instead, it is the light and the love of Jesus which makes you who you are, which defines you in the eyes of your Savior. See, brothers and sisters, today is not just another day of darkness. Today is another day to live in the light of Christ, to bask in his forgiving, loving glow. Today is a day to live in the light of Christ. In Jesus' name.